The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. We've all experienced something like this. Someone says, uh, leave the parking lot, turn right, go half a mile towards town, turn left on Maple, cross a bridge and take the next right. Oh, no, 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 uh, the next left. <laughs> Look for the cemetery and turn immediately right. Then the road forks, take the left, and we're the third house on the right. And you'd probably say something like, excuse me, I've got a GPS. Just give me the address. <laughs> you know, looking for signposts is hard enough in daylight, even harder at night, and especially when it's raining. And yet without signs, we would become hopelessly lost. Well, your Bible is like a map of the prophetic events that are unfolding right now and in the near future. Do you know where the signs for understanding the future are for you to follow? My friends, in today's program, we will see how you can prepare for that great day when Jesus Christ will return and bring peace and joy to this world. We call our program Tomorrow's World because we look forward to a time when there will be peace and happiness on this earth. To understand just how close we are to that new world, I'm going to show you from the Bible six signs that we are in the last days. Many people I talk to already know that we're in the last days. Now, maybe you've been told that the world will just go on and on as it always has. But are you sure that's true? You need to know that God promises protection for you and your loved ones from the troubles of the days ahead. It will require some changes in your life but the rewards will far outweigh the commitment that God asks of you. I'll be offering you this booklet, 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return. Be sure to have pen and paper ready to write down the number. My friends, Bible prophecy reveals the signs for the last days of this age. You need to know these signs that prove we are in the end time. Stay tuned. A warm welcome to all of our Tomorrow's World viewers. According to your Bible, we are living in the last days. In some places, these days are called the end times or even the latter days. But we can be sure that we're not living in normal times. We cannot dismiss the clear and compelling evidence that Jesus Christ and the prophets predicted, a time of crisis at the end of the age. We are in the last days. How can you know? Well, let me give you six signs that will prove it directly from your Bible. What is the first sign? Well, sign number one is Daniel's signs. Let me give you some background here. The Old Testament prophet Daniel was living in Babylon in the 6th century BC when an angel came to him to reveal what would happen in the end of the age. In chapter 12 of Daniel and verse 1, we read, 
and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation. Jesus Christ called this the Great Tribulation and refers to it as the worst time in all of human history. In verse 4 we continue, But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Many shall run to and fro? What does that mean? Well, God was predicting a time unlike any time in history, when people would be able to travel in one day what would take months by sailing ship. Cars, trains, and airplanes have multiplied the distances we can travel in one day. How many people do you think travel by air each year? Well, let's see how the numbers have grown. In 1940, three million Americans flew in an airplane. By 1975, the number was 205 million. And in 2000? Well, by then it was 638 million passengers in the United States. In 2006, a staggering two billion people from around the world travel by air. What about the increase in knowledge? In 1995, there were just 16 million internet users, which was 0.4% of the world's population. By 2009, this had grown to 1.7 billion, or one in four of people living on the earth. What about cell phones? Silicon India believes that 2014 has brought the total number of cell phones, listen, to 7.3 billion. That's one for every man, woman, and child in the world. There's been an explosion in information and knowledge like never before. Yes, Daniel prophesied that knowledge would increase. And we've seen this fascinating prophecy come alive in our lifetime. Why does this need to happen? Just before Christ's return to the world, it will shrink in a way that people will be informed almost instantly of what is going on in other parts of the world. Let me explain why this is important. In Revelation chapter 11, we read about the two witnesses who will prophesy for three and a half years in Jerusalem. At the end of those days, we are told in verse 8 that the beast will kill them. And their dead bodies will lie in the streets of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where our Lord was crucified. And now verse 9. Then those from the peoples, tribes, tongues, and nations, listen, will see their dead bodies three and a half days and not allow their bodies to be put into graves. This has, for the first time in history, become a possibility by either satellite television or on cell phone screens, to see what is happening right around the world all at the same time. So let us now take a look at some specific end-time prophecies that Jesus Christ gave us. Here now is the second sign to consider. Sign number two is religious deception. Jesus Christ's disciples asked him an important question in Luke chapter 21, verse 7. Listen to it. So they asked him, saying, Teacher, but when will these things be? And what sign will there be when these things are about to take place? And his answer, 
He said in verse 8, Take heed that you be not deceived, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time has drawn near. Therefore, do not go after them. Religious deception is all around us. New doctrines, strange ideas and beliefs that cannot be found in the Bible appear almost daily. And it's not just the religious people who are trying to deceive you, but the atheists as well. Oxford academic Richard Dawkins published a book titled The God Delusion to counter the belief in God. He's been joined by others to wage an offensive against those who are uncertain about God's existence. I am sure that you want to increase your faith and your belief in God. You need to be sure of what you believe. And that's why Roderick Meredith and Richard Ames say, don't believe us, prove it from your Bible. So let us notice what we are told in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. At one time, there was just one true church that Jesus Christ had established when he was on earth. It had the true and pure doctrine. Believe it or not, soon after Christ's death, a spirit of Antichrist crept into the church. Notice what verse 3 says. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. Can you believe it? John was writing this around 90 AD. That's just 60 years after Jesus Christ had founded his church on earth. He said, Jesus Christ said, the gates of hell or the grave would not prevail against his church. But that has not stopped Satan the devil trying hard to destroy God's church. Yes, the spirit of Antichrist is with us today. Be sure to pray to God and ask him to give you the wisdom and eyes to discern God's true spirit and that of the Antichrist. He'll give you that gift so you'll be able to choose the truth and not be deceived. Nearly one-third of the Bible is prophecy. Many church pastors shy away from prophecy because they can't understand its symbolism. To understand Bible prophecy, we must apply an important principle, and it's this. The Bible interprets the Bible. By studying the whole Bible and asking God to open your mind to his truth, you can know what is ahead for you? Today we're discovering proofs from the Bible that we are in the last days. Jesus Christ answered his disciples' question about when the last days would come just prior to his second coming. He gave us signs that show us the way to understanding. Remember, the first sign we looked at was Daniel's signs. And the second was religious deception. Before we go to the next sign of the end of the age, let me offer you our free booklet, 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return. To view the Tomorrow's World telecast or request today's free offer, visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. And remember to find us on Facebook and be sure to follow us on Twitter.
With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Today we're looking at the signs that will come before Jesus Christ's return. Sign number three is wars and rumors of wars. In Luke chapter 21, verse 9, we are told, But when you hear of wars and commotions, do not be terrified, for these things must come to pass first. But the end will not come immediately. Matthew put it this way in his gospel account, And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, See that you be not troubled. The number of armed conflicts where one army fights against another in traditional warfare has actually declined in the last 20 years. But what has taken its place, though, are conflicts where the enemy does not wear a uniform. This new combatant can melt away into the crowd. He can be on a bus in London and blow himself up along with his fellow passengers. He can fire a rocket into a neighboring country. He doesn't fight by the rules of the Geneva Convention. Today we have wars and rumors of wars. Let us now look at the fourth sign. Sign number four is earthquakes, famine, and pestilence. Jesus Christ told his disciples there would be earthquakes, famines, and pestilence, that is, disease epidemics. Have you noticed the increase in earthquake activity? Do you remember the devastating quake in Haiti with a terrible loss of life for a country already in deep poverty and suffering? Skeptics will say, oh, there have always been earthquakes. It's no different today. But hear what the Apostle Peter said regarding those who doubt in the last days. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 3 and 4, we read this. Knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, saying... Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Jesus prophesied a time of earthquakes as a part of the beginning of sorrows. These seismic events are going to increase until, as we read in Haggai, chapter 2, verse 6, For thus says the Lord of hosts, Once more, it is a little while, I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and dry land. Tsunamis and tidal wave surges caused by hurricanes are predicted to swamp low-lying cities. In Luke 21, 25, we read, And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. Ask someone who was living in New Orleans on August 29th, 2005, when Hurricane Katrina hit the Gulf Coast, and they'll tell you what a storm surge can do to a low-lying city. Famine is a specter that threatens the lives of millions of people. The earth is soon to be inhabited by 7 billion people. Over 1 billion of these do not have enough to eat. According to the World Health Organization, 3.1 million children die from malnutrition each year, with millions of others never reaching their full physical height or weight. 
You know, God speaks of a time coming soon when our American and British-descended people will also face famine and pestilence in their own lands. Now, that's hard to believe because we have so much food today that many of us throw away much of what we are served. But in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 24, God does prophesy for our day. He is speaking to the descendants of Israel who can be found in the modern-day United States, Canada, Britain, and in Western Europe, as well as Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa. Listen to what God prophesies for our people in the future. They shall be wasted with hunger, devoured by pestilence and bitter destruction. The sword shall destroy outside. There shall be terror within. You know, God is calling on our people to wake up. He warns all of us to change our ways. He's telling us before it's too late. Please consider that time is running out for our people to repent of the way that they live. We're warned in Ezekiel 33 verse 11. Say to them, as I live, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked man turn from his ways and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways. For why should you die, O house of Israel? I said I would give you six signs that these are the last days. So far, we've seen four of these. Sign number four was earthquakes, famines, and pestilences. Before we go to the fifth, let us notice what Jesus Christ said to the Pharisees and Sadducees. In Matthew chapter 16, verses 2 and 3, he said this, When it is evening, you say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and threatening. Hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. Be sure that you are not oblivious to the signs of the times. Many people are blinded to the signs of the times, but you can understand. Please, dear friends, we're here to give you help in understanding those telltale signs that others around you can't or even refuse to see. Open your eyes and let God show you what he is doing. God is the one who knows the end from the beginning. He's the one who brings things to pass according to his timetable. And he's revealed his truth in Bible prophecy. In the last part of the program, it will be revealed to you another two of the 14 signs that our booklet gives you regarding the end of the age. Be ready to take down the number that we will give you or go to tomorrowsworld.org. To view the Tomorrow's World telecast or request today's free offer, visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. And remember to find us on Facebook and be sure to follow us on Twitter.
With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Welcome back to the last part of our program for today. Now I want to show you some signs that you will identify with and you will understand. You'll see how evident it is to all of us that these are the last days. Sign number five then is perilous times. Notice please what Paul prophesied would occur in the last days. If you will, turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. Why did he say this? God inspired him to write about a world that would exist at the very end of the age. Several factors would contribute to this dangerous time. Firstly, in large cities where neighbors do not know each other, It leads to anonymity and coldness. So often we pass people in the street and we don't even know who they are. And this has led to people treating each other as strangers without natural affection. Let's notice verse 2. For men will be lovers of themselves. Whole industries have sprung up to cater to self-worship. Think about the cosmetic surgery clinics, the, the tanning studios, the muscle building gyms. I know that I will offend some by saying this, but it's true that wealth breeds a preoccupation with self. After all, isn't it survival of the fittest out there? And now it seems the most attractive as well. Second point is lovers of money. Haven't we all seen the end result of greed for money in the last few years? Will people be cured of the lust for money? You know the answer. It is a definite no. Human nature is naturally acquisitive and voracious in its desire to have more and more. Notice, if you will, verse 3, where it says people will be brutal. That means cruel and hard. How does this come about? Once again, there was a time when the Bible was the benchmark by which people measured themselves. But sadly today, it's the entertainment channel or the opinions of someone on a reality TV show. Being tough and aggressive is encouraged on the street. There's another way of living, and God wants us to pursue that way. Verse 4 then says, traitors, headstrong, haughty. What happened to gentleness and humility? Today, that's considered to be weakness and an opportunity to push the weak around. Well, God is watching, and he promises to take care of those who are meek and humble. Verse 5 continues with, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. True godliness is a gift from God. It's not something that we can put on. You know, God is the greatest power in the universe. And he shares that power with those who surrender to him and humble themselves under the mighty hand of God, as we're taught by the Apostle Peter. James says, God resists the proud, 
but gives grace to the humble. God says that we have sown the wind and we're now reaping a whirlwind. Maybe that should be a hurricane, not just a whirlwind. We look forward to a time when this perilous age is past. Let us see the sixth sign that the Bible shows us that we are indeed in the last days. The sixth sign is the gospel shall be preached. You know, before the end of this age can come, God has to complete a task that he began in the days soon after the creation. The book of Jude states in verse 14, Now Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints. Enoch preached the gospel of the kingdom of God on earth. He knew that the Lord would come and establish the kingdom of heaven on earth, not in heaven. Jesus Christ will rule on the earth for 1,000 years. Yes, in the world, from Jerusalem, and you are being offered the chance to join his team. Many men have continued to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God since then. But it is right at the end of the age that the maximum preaching will be achieved. Notice in Matthew chapter 24 and in verse 14, a statement of fact. Jesus Christ said, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Has that been done yet? No. It takes great faith to believe that such a small work as this could be the work that will be used by God to preach the true gospel. And yet, God tells us not to despise the day of small things. The final fulfillment of this prophecy will be right in the midst of the tumult that will grip this world. In Revelation chapter 11 and in verse 3, we read of two men who will finish the work. They are called the two witnesses. Listen to what it says. And I will give power to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy 1,260 days clothed in sackcloth. That will be the last three and a half years before the millennial reign of Christ comes to the earth. And when the two witnesses complete their powerful mission, the seventh trumpet sounds announcing God's new government on the earth. The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. My friends, we're living in the last days. On today's program, we've discussed six end-time signs. Remember, they are Daniel signs, religious deception, wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes, famine and pestilence perilous times, and the gospel shall be preached. We look forward to the return of our Messiah, Jesus Christ. You need to be ready, and you need to understand the signs of the times. Be sure to request our exciting free booklet, 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return. And be sure to join Roderick Meredith and Richard Ames next week as they continue to bring you even more good news about tomorrow's world. They will present information that will help you to learn more about the way of life that so few people know about. Wallace Smith and I will also present programs from time to time 
with helpful biblical principles for you to apply. Until then, goodbye, friends. To view the Tomorrow's World telecast or request today's free offer, visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. And remember to find us on Facebook and be sure to follow us on Twitter. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.